0: Before you get started with this episode, let me ask you, did you ever want to start your own podcast? Didn't know where to go to? Well, I use Budsprout, and Budsprout is real easy to use, it's real user-friendly, and the Budsprout team is passionate about helping you succeed. So if you want to start your own podcast and get your word out there, join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get your message out to the world. They'll send your podcast to every major podcast platform out there. So after you listen to this episode, follow the link in the show notes. To let Buzzsprout know that we sent you, they'll get you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan. I'm Joe Green, and let's start this episode. Now I'm just doing this to torture you. We're expecting Dr. Vinkman? it's Joe Green, time to get back on the box, start the music. Welcome to my box, I'm Joe Green. This is the podcast where I get in my soapbox and I talk about things that are near and dear to my heart. And what's near and dear to my heart? That's comic book movies, comic books, action movies, all that cool nerd stuff. So this episode here is called Endgame One Year Later. If you are a subscriber and a fan of this podcast, you know that Endgame was my first episode. And that Endgame is my favorite comic book movie of all time. If you listen to the Behind the Mic episode where I gave you the backstory of how I started this podcast. I believe I say how Endgame was important for me to actually start this podcast, because at the time, myself Mr. Hero Talk was on a break. And after Endgame came out, I was so moved emotionally that I had to just talk about it. And then talking to Brandon, we came up with the idea to do my own podcast. And that's how the podcast started. That's all in the bonus episode behind the mic. So go back and listen to that if you haven't. Endgame was... Very important to the creation of this podcast. So when my year anniversary came up, I did want to do another episode on Endgame, like the aftermath one year later. But at the time I was on a break. I just finished season two, phase two of On My Box. And to be honest, there's a story behind that, which one day soon I will tell in another behind the mic episode. So Brandon knows the story. He told me that I should tell that story. And one day soon I will tell the story of why season two ended and how we got to season three. So before we start to talk about Endgame again one year later, I always want to give thanks to those who have supported this podcast. Austin Green, the young graphic artist who has done the logo for this show, Dynasty Builders, Hero Talk. So if you need a logo done, you can find them at agreen.designs. It's my man Bobby Warden, 2 Veterans Online. Hooked us up with all types of Hero Talk merch, mugs, t-shirts. You need a t-shirt. Check out 2 Veterans Online, custom made t-shirts. Great quality too. And always support your indie comics. Check out Correct Handed Comics, my man Dave Whalen. You can find him on Facebook at Correct Handed Comics. So the main meat and potatoes of this episode, endgame one year later. This is also to celebrate a year anniversary of this podcast. So this podcast started May 29th. That's when I dropped the promo and the first episode dropped May 30th. So I like to recognize as May 30th as the anniversary to All My Box. To celebrate that one year anniversary, I want to do an episode on Endgame again. But like I said, at that time, I was on break. And again, that story will be told on Behind the Mic Part 4. So being right now that we're still in coronavirus, quarantine, there's not a lot of content out, I figure I got time to do it. A little late, since this episode's dropping late August, early September. But it's never too late to talk about Endgame. So if you heard me say it before, I think Endgame is the greatest comic book movie ever. Hands down. For me, really personal, because I saw it five times in the movie theater. And every time I saw it, I broke down and cried even harder every time Iron Man died and Steve assembled the Avengers. It's a really impactful movie to me to the point where I can't watch it again. When the Blu-ray came out, of course, I bought it and I put it in and my emotions, it was even worse. I was choking up when Hawkeye's family got dusted. I couldn't get past Tony's goodbye in the beginning when he's lost in space with Nebula. He, he makes that message for Pepper. Like, that broke me down. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, five minutes in a fucking movie and, and, I, and my emotions are already killing me. <laughs> but I got through it. But of course, in Act 3, the end of that movie, to me, is the greatest ending to a franchise, a saga ever. And nothing will beat that. That's why I always say that Endgame is the greatest comic book movie of all time. Now, personally for me, when... Captain is fighting Thanos, and he grabs Mjolnir. First time I saw it, I screamed. Now I watch it, I just get chills. I love Captain America. He's one of my favorite comic book heroes. I definitely love Chris Evans' portrayal of Captain America in the MCU. And that battle with Thanos when he grabs Mjolnir is just epic. He's, he's oh man, throwing the hammer, grabbing the light It's everything I wanted out of my Captain America. He gets his ass beat, and you know... Steve Rogers doesn't give up. And when Thanos calls down his entire army and then it goes dead silence and the circles come and Sam says on your left, I tear the fuck up. When I was watching on Blu-ray, I was literally bawling. For some reason, that scene just gives me chills. One time, Brandon sent me something on the internet and it was that scene, and I, and I literally messaged him and cussed him out, like, why are you fucking doing this to me? You know I can't watch that scene. You know the circles come and Sam saying on your left, I get choked up. And even a stupid meme chokes me the fuck up when I see that scene. Still, every time I hear Rogers, Avengers, assemble, like, it puts chills. And I'm trying to compose myself right now, because just thinking about it is <laughs> making me choke up. My mother just watched Endgame on Disney Plus, and she was talking about it. And I really want to say, Mom, please stop, because I can't I can't even talk about it. So getting through this episode is going to be pretty tough for me, <laughs> rehashing all of my emotions in Endgame. If you're a subscriber to the show, you know that Spider-Man is one of my favorite characters. Peter's return, when he comes through the circle, <laughs> I I tear up because <laughs> my guy's back, Spider-Man's back. When Tony gives him the hug, oh, man, I fucking lose it. Like, I'm about to fucking lose it right now. <laughs> and I guess that's my paternal instinct as a dad. The way they show Tony's relationship with Peter, and that goes back to Homecoming, and briefly in Civil War, but mainly in Homecoming. Peter was the reason Tony got back into the fight. Tony was a dad. He was happy. But the loss of Peter, his adopted son you want to call it is what brought him back to the fight and when he just hugs peter oh it kills me because like i said as a as a dad going through my own shit with my kids and not being able to see him that embrace something i just can't explain it's pure joy emotion and maybe i relate too much to these damn characters i've been reading marvel comics my whole life but man when tony fucking hugs peter it kills me Then in the end, when Stark dies, oh, man, if Peter's right there, Mr. Stark, Mr. Stark, we won. (laughs) I can't even fucking talk about this fucking movie. (laughs) But uh, everything about Endgame is just that fucking epic. And the way Marvel just spoon fed you and spoon fed you and gave you the fucking perfect ending. It's it's why it's the greatest comic book movie there is. Hands down, I don't give a fuck. You can debate me all you fucking want. We could talk about the bullshit Joker. That movie was fucking bullshit. Go back and listen to that episode. It's all about Endgame. The complete satisfaction, the feeling I got when it was over. That's what I wanted. The Russos, the four Marvel movies they did are four of the best Marvel movies ever. Winter Soldier took Captain America to a whole nother level. Civil War... Avengers 2.5, one of the best fights ever. Infinity War, the way they were able to take the characters from the MCU, put them in the movie, and not change them up because you as directors, well, I want this character to feel this way. No, when the Guardians were there, you thought they were James Gunn's Guardians. When Doctor Strange was there, you thought it was Doctor Strange from his movie. The Russos got it fucking right in Infinity War, and that's what made that movie really good. The way they were able to mesh. All the MCU characters together was perfection. Now, I know a lot of people were choked up and all the characters died. And I said it before. I knew those characters were coming back. So the impact didn't get me. The characters dying in Endgame? That shit got me. (laughs) Now, unfortunately, because Endgame was the perfect ending to a saga, my anticipation and my excitement for future Marvel movies is kind of gone. When MCU started, and then you get the after credit scene, and then lead up to the next movie, and that trailer come out, I'd be all pumped up and amped. Like, I was fucking amped for fucking Captain Marvel, and honestly, Captain Marvel was a filler movie. Very entertaining, very good, I got no problems with it, I liked it a lot, I watched it twice in the movie theater, but it was a filler movie. But I was still amped up for it. The movie that followed after Endgame is Spider-Man Far From Home. Spider-Man's my favorite character. Homecoming, I thought, was a fucking gem. I wasn't excited for Far From Home like I was for Homecoming, but I was just curious to see what happened because I knew it was the aftermath. And in the end, that movie became another Tony Stark movie, but it was still fucking fantastic. With the Infinity Saga being wrapped up in Endgame, the Phase 4 announcement was pretty cool. I like the movies that are coming out, but I don't have that excitement I had for the Infinity Saga movies. For one, on the slate, there's no Avengers movie. So, what team are we gonna get? Two, the MacGuffin. What is the MacGuffin? And the Infinity Saga was the gems. Each gem was introduced in a different movie, leading up to the big climax in Infinity War and the ending in Endgame. Phase four, I don't know what the fuck is going on. And Kevin Feige is keeping that shit under wraps. Maybe because they're making it up. I don't know. Like, he knew that Disney was gonna purchase Fox. I knew that he wanted to take Fantastic Four and reboot that first. So is it going to be Dr. Doom? Is he going to bring in Galactus? What I would like is Dr. Doom. If you ever read the rebooted Secret Wars comic, that shit just shows you how awesome Dr. Doom is. Dr. Doom has always been awesome. The fact that a normal guy could take cosmic powers from the beyonder, a cosmic god, <laughs> shows you what type of person Dr. Doom is. On a side note, I have a future episode, comic vs movie, Days of Futures Past, and in one of the people that got killed by the Sentinel was Dr. Doom because they knew that that's a dude you got to get rid of because he will fuck shit up. (laughs) So I really hope that in phase four, Dr. Doom is the ultimate villain. And it was stated by the Russos that they would return to direct another MCU movie if they did Secret Wars. Can you just imagine Dr. Doom, Secret Wars, directed by the Russos? Epic. I don't know if I'll be able to go because if they put the emotion that they did in Endgame into it, I'm fucked. (laughs) Like, I barely got through talking through the scene in this podcast. The Russos are going to kill me if they come back. But man, I I will watch it. And that will bring that fire, that that excitement that I'm missing. What I want back in upcoming MCU movies. Now, I said how important Endgame was to me. And going back and watching it, I believe a lot of the emotion comes into it. Because I can relate to some of the characters in this movie. Hawkeye loses his entire family. Be a little personal. Like you've heard me say, I'm going through separation and divorce and I don't get to see my kids every day. And that shit is gut wrenching. I couldn't imagine just being with my kids and then within a blink of eye, they all just disappear. That would drive me to a pain that I would never be able to recover from. And watching how Hawkeye dealt with it, turn into a Ronin, just killing people. He became a murderer and I didn't feel bad. I didn't look down upon him. Because I probably would have done the same thing. I'm a hero. I'm doing the right thing. I'm fighting for good. And my whole family dies. So fuck the world. Fuck people. I'm going to make this shit right the way I know how. And how Hawkeye dealt with the loss of his family, I totally understand. And I like that they did that for Hawkeye because he's kind of like a useless character. But for me, I take that personally because if I lost my family like that and I was an assassin working for S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah, I'd be on a fucking killing spree. Now, you heard me say that Captain America is one of my favorite characters. In the early 2000s, I started reading Captain America comic books. First with The Death of Captain America. I was reading Captain America when Bucky was Captain America. I went back and read The Winter Soldier, The Red Menace, Civil War, all the stuff that Ed Brubaker wrote for Captain America, and I became a a gigantic fan of Captain America. I wasn't a fan of Captain America when I was a kid, but I definitely was a fan of Captain America written by Ed Brubaker. Now, in Endgame, I could totally relate to what Steve Rogers is going through. Because when he's sitting there talking to the group, and when one of the guys in the group is uh, one of the Russo brothers. I can totally relate to that because I was going to group therapy to deal with my mental health. Group therapy was a blessing for me. The one-on-one, it's kind of personal. You got to get a feel of, of your doc. But the group therapy, I went in with a different attitude and I opened up and I talked and I became comfortable talking and sharing my story with the people in the group, hoping that it would help them. Watching Captain America in the group, I knew exactly what the fuck he was going through. Because when I watched Endgame, I was also going through a So Him dealing with grief and loss and depression, right there, right with him. And the other character I can relate to in Endgame was Iron Man. He had a kid. He had a daughter. People that know me, they've heard the story of the bathroom incident. They know that my daughter is one of my three greatest achievements. Tony didn't want to fight. He had happiness. He was a parent. He was a father. And he didn't want to lose that. And as a parent, I don't fucking blame him. I don't blame him one bit. Because going through separation, one of the things that... Halted me from separating, from getting out of a, a bad situation, a bad relationship. Was I didn't want to lose my kids. Just them being there every day in my life. I didn't want to lose that. And I totally understand what what Stark was going through when Steve and Ant Man and Black Widow came to his house to help. You know, hey, you know, let's get back in the game. And he's like, no, I don't want to fucking do this. And even when he got back into the game, because the loss of, like I said, his adopted son Peter Parker. He told Steve, man, we go back in time. I don't want to change shit. I want this life. Apparently, is not for everybody. For me, it is the purest form of love I've ever felt. So for a character to say, I don't want to lose that, totally understand. Those three characters is why I can relate so well to this movie. Why my emotions are bonded with this movie. It's like <laughs> Venom, Endgame, and myself. I guess I'm Eddie Brock because I'm the broken soul. <laughs> and Endgame is the symbiote that attaches to my emotions and... Directs my feelings. Now, Endgame is a personal impact for me. But I truly believe that it was an impact for all a TV movie, all of Hollywood. Because if you look, right after Endgame, everybody tried to have their big finish, their big finale. And in the end, they all failed. Game of Thrones, Season 8. Talked about it on my box episode, two. The battle in Winterfell was supposed to be the biggest battle on TV. Unfortunately, Endgame came out early <laughs> and fucked it all up and then all we were about was how dark it was, maybe if Endgame would have came out when it was supposed to, in May, and not in April, maybe that battle in Winterfell would have meant more, we would have left that episode that day like, oh man, that was fucking awesome, and then Endgame would have came, like, man, that wasn't shit, <laughs> Endgame just fucking wrecked that shit, but because Endgame came out first, that battle to me was just another fucking wasted episode of Game of Thrones season 8, And if you want to hear my true feelings about Game of Thrones Season 8, go back and listen to On My Box Episode 2. The next big franchise that was ending after Endgame was the X-Men franchise. Now, it was advertised as supposed to be the grand finale. When in reality, it was just Disney bought Fox and that was the last Fox Studios X-Men movie. I hate the fact that they try to advertise it as the grand finale because it wasn't. It wasn't made to be the grand finale. And because of that, if you watched it, you realize that that shit was a grand finale of poop, (laughs) a grand failure of an ending. Again, if you want to hear my emotions about Dark Phoenix, go back and listen to On My Box episode 4 and episode 22. Endgame fucked up Dark Phoenix, honestly, because they tried to relate it to the big finale and it wasn't, and it just left a foul taste for the end of the Fox X-Men franchise, which for me that's fine because that shit sucks. And I'm kind of disappointed that Disney has put it on the Disney Plus. But I'm also kind of happy because for the comic book versus movie episode, Days of Future Past, I need a way to watch Days of Future Past again. And because it's on Disney Plus, I will because there's no way in hell I'm buying that movie or renting it to watch it just to do a podcast. Another big disappointment was the Crisis on Infinite Earth. If you listen to the podcast, you know that I was saying that it was supposed to be the end game of the Arrowverse. They had all these actors reprising their roles. The guy that played Knotts in Batman, Burt Ward, the original Robin in the 60s Batman. They had the Smallville cast coming back. They had the Birds of Prey characters from the original CW TV show. Like, everybody's going to be in crisis on infinite earths. And that was just five wasted hours of my life. (laughs) You can listen to my disappointment on All My Box episode 33 and 39. With 39, I got Mr. Hero Talk to, to join me in the episode, and we talked about how disappointed we were because we thought it was going to be like Endgame, is why that Arrowverse crossover was a gigantic disappointment. The last big franchise to end after Endgame was Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars Episode Nine, Rise of the Skywalker. Going into that movie, I was just skeptical after crisis and game of thrones everything trying to be like endgame is said star wars has to end like endgame otherwise it's a fucking waste the whole sequel trilogy to me was a waste and i think i just said that <laughs> and i probably will do a star wars sequels versus prequels episode because i got so much more shit to talk about on those sequels which really grind my gears as peter Griffin would say Star Wars has to be epic. It has to be some epic grand finale with a million ships and this gigantic space battle that's 100 times bigger than Return of the Jedi and Revenge of the Sith. And to my satisfaction, the battle was epic. Palpatine, unlimited power, was taking down ships and shit. Like, it was an endgame type ending. It was a satisfactory ending to the Star Wars saga, the same as Endgame was to the Marvel Cinematic Universe infinity stone saga what star wars lacked was major deaths like endgame black widow is dead even though her movie's coming out because i thought that was just fake news it's like oh she'll be back but no she's dead and black widow is a prequel to her story arc in endgame so no one of importance died in star wars now leia died but she died in real life and her death i don't know it just wasn't impactful granted probably because they couldn't film the actual scene properly maybe they did I don't know but it just didn't feel like a great loss like Solo's death was impactful Luke's death was impactful well you think Chewie's dead it gets blown up but then 10 minutes later he's back on screen like well that was a fucking waste I mean they should have killed Chewie now I knew Chewie was alive because the trailer had shown him flying with Lando so I was like okay well I didn't see Chewie with Lando so obviously he's alive so that was a waste also in Star Wars. Rise of Skywalker. The trailer made it seem that C-3PO was going to die. He was going to have to get his mind wiped. It's like, okay, well, maybe we're going to lose C-3PO. Touching scene. I think Mr. Hero Talk was touched. But then he restored his memory. So that was a fucking waste. Kylo Ren died. But did anybody really care about Kylo Ren? Like his sacrifice? His turn to the light? I thought that was just fucking stupid. I thought a better story arc would have been if Kylo Ren just would have engulfed the dark side and would have tried to kill Palpatine. Like he would have worked with Ray to kill Palpatine and then maybe Ray could have killed him in a one-on-one battle or Palpatine would have killed him because Kyle Ren was trying to take what was his, the damn galaxy, the Empire, First Order, whatever these people were. At least Return of Jedi, you know, like Darth Vader died, the Emperor died well he came back with unlimited power. <laughs> but there was no impactful death in Star Wars, which made it to me just good enough to finish the so-called Skywalker saga. So because Star Wars didn't have the impactful deaths like Endgame, to me, it's a failure as a grand finish. It's a satisfactory finish. Like I said, the battle was big enough to where I was like, okay, this is good enough. It's Endgame enough. But there was no major real deaths to give me that emotional pain that I felt watching Endgame. So one year later, in my heart, Endgame will never be touched. It's that first love, (laughs) if you want to call it that. You might have a better love later on in life, but that first one is always going to hit you. It's always going to touch your heart. And Endgame is a movie that, for some reason, it gets me emotionally. If you listen to Behind the Mic, the first episode, you know that if I was successful in my attempt, I wouldn't be able to watch Endgame. I would have missed it. And one of those things I did thank for surviving my attempt was the opportunity to watch Endgame. And I was like, man, thank God I didn't miss this because this was fucking epic. So epic that I can't even watch it. (laughs) The day I get the courage to watch Endgame again, you'll know because I'll probably have to do a podcast. And yes, I will most likely cry my ass off even harder. So that's my time. I thank you for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at JWGreen4. You can follow me on Facebook at JW Green, or you can follow the podcast on Instagram at OnMyBox_Podcast. underscore I put up updates to new episodes and upcoming episodes so please subscribe like follow share leave a review hopefully you enjoyed this episode go back and listen to old episodes I thank you for listening like I said earlier this is my one year anniversary special episode So I thank all those that supported this podcast. One year later, still going, 50-plus episodes. I enjoy doing this podcast, and I'm probably going to do 50 more. Thanks again. I'm Joe Green. It's on my box. I'm out.